Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 3rd of May, 2021. In InfoSec news this week, five high-severity security flaws in Dell's firmware are impacting potentially hundreds of millions of Dell desktops, laptops, notebooks, and tablets, according to researchers. The bugs have gone seemingly undisclosed for 12 years and could allow the ability to bypass security products, execute code, and pivot to other parts of a network for lateral movement purposes. The multiple local privilege escalation, or LPE, bugs exist in the firmware update driver version 2.3 module, which has been in use since 2009. The driver component, which handles Dell firmware updates via the Dell BIOS utility, comes pre-installed on most Dell machines running Windows. Hundreds of millions of Dell devices have updates pushed on a regular basis for both consumer and enterprise systems, according to the initial release. The five bugs are being collectively tracked as CVE 2021-21551, and they carry a collective CVSS vulnerability rating of 8.8 out of 10. Researchers reported that these flaws allow adversaries to escalate their status from non-administrator user to having kernel mode privileges. The researchers who made the disclosure have said they are withholding a proof-of-concept exploit until June the 1st, which will be for the LPE number 1 issue. However, they did break down some general issues with the driver itself. To quote the release, the first and most immediate problem with the firmware update driver arises out of the fact that it accepts input-slash-output control requests without any access control list or ACL requirements. This means that it can be invoked by a non-privileged user. Allowing any process to communicate with your driver is often bad practice since drivers operate within the highest of privileges. ACLs are a collection of permit and deny rules which provide security by blocking unauthorized users and allowing authorized users to access specific resources. An example of the issues with this can be illustrated with a specific request which makes it possible to completely control the arguments passed on to the Memove function, which allows the copying of memory blocks. This in turn leads to an arbitrary read-write vulnerability, according to the advisory. Dell has since issued patches, available in Dell Security Advisory 2021-088. However, researchers have noted a potential issue. The certificate was not yet revoked at the time of writing. This is not considered best practice since the vulnerable driver can still be used in a BYOVD attack. The impact this could have on users and enterprises who fail to patch is far-reaching and significant, according to the report although, so far, no in-the-wild exploits have shown up. It is very likely that that will soon change, however, with hundreds of millions of enterprises and users currently vulnerable, it is inevitable that attackers will seek out those that do not take appropriate action. When Spectre, a class of critical vulnerabilities impacting modern processors, was publicly revealed back in January 2018, the researchers behind the discovery said, as it is not easy to fix, it will haunt us for quite some time explaining the inspiration behind naming the speculative execution attacks. And that statement has been proven true time and time again. Indeed, it's been more than three years, and there is no apparent end to Spectre in sight. This time, a team of academics from the University of Virginia and University of California have discovered a new line of attack which bypasses all current Spectre protections built into chips, potentially putting almost every system – desktops, laptops, cloud servers, smartphones – once again at risk, just as if they were three years ago. 
The disclosure of Spectre and Meltdown opened a floodgate of sorts, with endless variants of the attacks coming to light in the intervening years, even as chipmakers like Intel, ARM and AMD have continually scrambled to incorporate defences to alleviate these vulnerabilities, which permit malicious code to read passwords, encryption keys and other valuable information directly from a computer's kernel memory. These attacks are, at their core, a timing side-channel style. Spectre breaks the isolation between different applications and takes advantage of an optimization method called speculative execution in CPU hardware implementations to trick programs into accessing arbitrary locations in memory and thus leak their secrets. To quote part of the release for this story, a Spectre attack tricks the processor into executing instructions along the wrong path. Even though the processor recovers and correctly completes its task, hackers can access confidential data while the processor is heading the wrong way. The new attack method exploits what's called a micro-operations, or micro-ops, cache, an on-chip component which decomposes machine instructions into simpler commands and speeds up computing, as a side channel to divulge secret information. Micro-op caches have been built into Intel-based machines manufactured since 2011. The Silver lining here is the same as before, exploiting Spectre vulnerabilities is difficult. To safeguard from the new attack, the researchers propose flushing the micro-ops cache, a technique which offsets the performance benefits gained by using the cache in the first place, as well as leveraging performance counters to detect anomalies in the micro-op cache, partitioning it based on the level of privilege assigned to the code to prevent unauthorized code from gaining higher privileges. And security researchers have provided insight into how a single student unwittingly became the conduit for a ransomware infection, which cost a biomolecular institute a week's worth of vital research. In a report published this week, Sophos described the case in which the team was pulled in to neutralise an active cyber attack on a biomolecular facility in Europe. Sophos found that the Ryuk strain of ransomware had made its way onto the facility's network and set out to determine how the infection took place. While the name of the Biomolecular Institute has not been disclosed, the organisation is involved in the life sciences and research related to COVID-19. The institute works closely with local universities and collaborates with students in some projects. Unfortunately, it was a student which proved to be the unwitting conduit for the Ryuk infection. The student in question was on the hunt for a free version of data visualisation software tool which would have cost them hundreds of dollars per year if licensed correctly. After posting on a forum asking for a free alternative, the student eventually elected to find a cracked version online instead. As cracked software, modified to remove elements such as trial expiration dates or the need for a license altogether, is deemed suspicious, antivirus software will usually flag and block its execution. In this case, Windows Defender triggered, and so the student took the foolish route of disabling the software as well as their firewall. You can probably guess what happened next. Instead of launching the software the student wanted to acquire, the executable loaded a Trojan which was able to harvest the student's access credentials to the Biomolecular Institute's network. In hindsight, in what was an unwise decision, the research institute in question allowed students to use their personal devices to access its network via remote Citrix sessions. 13 days after the student executed the cracked software, a remote desktop protocol connection was registered by the institute, using the student's credentials. A feature of RDP is that the connection also triggers the automatic installation of a printer driver, enabling users to print documents remotely. 
This allowed the Rapid Response Investigation Team, in this case, to see that the registered RDP connection involved a Russian-language printer driver and was likely to be a rogue connection. The investigators apparently believe that access to the Institute was sold on an underground market, and the RDP connection may have been made in order to test access. It was 10 days after this speculated test connection was made that Ryuk was deployed on the network, costing the Institute a week of research data as backups were not fully up to date. In addition, system and server files had to be rebuilt from the ground up, according to the researchers, before the Institute could resume normal working activity. This is a cautionary tale of how an end-user's security misjudgment can leave an organisation exposed to attack when there are no solid security policies in place to contain the mistake. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss anything outlined here, and thank you very much for listening.